Welcome to Dodgers Homestand, your behind-the-scenes look at what makes the Dodgers Stadium experience so special for baseball fans and ball players alike. A unique perspective on Dodgers baseball from someone who's there for every home game and who has one of the best seats in the house. And now, your host, the public address announcer for the Los Angeles Dodgers, the voice of God in blue heaven on earth, Todd Lights. All right, thanks for stopping by the PA booth here at Dodger Stadium on Memorial Day 2023, where the Dodgers have just defeated the Washington Nationals 6-1. The final totals for the game, the Dodgers, six hits, six runs, no errors. For the Nationals, one run, six hits, and one error. Winning pitcher, Bobby Miller, he goes to 2-0. The rookie, sensational tonight. He pitched very, very well, went six innings, only gave up a couple hits, and looked very good out there. The losing pitcher was Trevor Williams. He falls to 2-3 and three on the season. It was a two-hour and ten-minute game out here at Chavez Ravine before a crowd of 47,067. Cloudy skies, 66 degrees at game time. A really nice night for baseball here at the Ravine. Game one of three against the Nationals. Dodgers will come back and play at 7-10 tomorrow night against the Nats. And then we've got a 1-10 game, a getaway day game on Wednesday. Day off on Thursday, then the New York Yankees come to town for a three-game weekend series. It should be a lot of fun out here at Dodger Stadium as the Dodgers will be taking on the New York Yankees. Dodger bats were quiet until the fifth inning, but really exploded in the fifth inning to score six runs, batted around, scored six runs. The big blow was J.D. Martinez's three-run homer. All six of those runs were unearned, and they all started with a botched double play error, the only error the Nationals uh, committed, but it was costly, and the Dodgers made them pay by stringing up six on them in the fifth inning, and that held up thanks to relievers Victor Gonzalez, Justin Brule, and Shelby Miller who came in and pitched well in relief. Some notables for tonight, we had an 18-game hitting streak for Freddie Freeman. He got that fifth inning, two RBI double, and his 17 doubles in the month of May is the most in a month in Dodgers history. And Freddie Freeman erases the record of Babe Herman in 1930, who had 16 doubles in a month for the Dodgers, way back in 1930, almost 100 years ago. That's pretty amazing. So Freddie Freeman with his 17 doubles in May, most ever for a month of a Dodger player. Also, J.D. Martinez with that three-run blast in the fifth extended his hitting streak to 13 games. So J.D. Martinez, really hot right now. Freddie Freeman, really hot. Miguel Vargas and James Outman still looking pretty good. And the rest of the Dodger offense uh, was clicking as well, setting the table for some of the big blows tonight with J.D. Martinez and Freddie Freeman accounting for five of the six RBIs. James Outman drove in the other run with a sacrifice fly to tie the game in the fifth, and then the Dodgers were off to the races to score those six runs. An excellent game for the Dodgers to start off this homestand. It was Memorial Day today, and it also was Military Appreciation Day. So in our pregame ceremony, we did a lot of military appreciation and a lot of recognition for military veterans and heroes and their families. Uh, we started out with our uh, two in-stadium hosts, Dave Stiles and P.J. Butta, were uh, interviewing our 
season ticket members of the game, the Takayesu family, Jim, Becky, and Lauren Takayesu, who've been season ticket members with the Dodgers for almost 50 years now, 49 years. They're a military family, of course, for Military Appreciation Day, very apropos. Uh, husband Jim, uh, 10 years in the military. His wife Becky, six years, served in the Air Force. And their daughter Lauren currently serves in the Army. She's a captain. And Jim tells us that his favorite Dodgers stadium memory was when he gave a ball to his mom to have Maury Wills sign it, but then slipped and it bounced away before Maury got a chance to sign it. And then Dave was uh, was asking the daughter, Lauren, what her favorite Dodger memory was, and she couldn't figure it out. But then she said, well, maybe this moment right now, being interviewed by you guys in the pregame. We also had an awesome video that we ran for the fans here in the pregame. It was a feature on former Dodger Roy Gleason. Now, I'm going to try to do justice to this story because it's a fantastic story. Here's a guy that was, you know, highly touted prospect for the Dodgers in 1963. He gets the call to join the big league club in 1963, and in his first game, he gets one at bat. He gets a hit, a line drive double out into the outfield. So he's one for one on his career at this point. He stays with the club for a little while longer, doesn't get any action at all. And then he goes back down to the minors, as most young uh, players do, and he is there, has some great seasons down in the minors for the Dodgers. And by 1966, he's having his best season ever in the minor leagues, and he figures, okay, 1967 is going to be my year. I mean, the Dodgers were stacked with talent at that time. I mean, think about this, the early to mid-60s Dodgers winning World Series in 63 and 65. So, you know, there was really no place for Roy Gleason in their roster at the time. But he figures, all right, 1967, I'm coming up to the big club, and I'm going to start my major league career for real and uh, really uh, pack it in and really be up here for more than a cup of coffee, and the rest will be history. But wait, lo and behold, in 1967, he gets a draft notice. He gets drafted. He appeals. His appeal is denied. He was the only breadwinner for his family, and uh, usually that was enough to uh, get you passed over in the draft, but not this time, not in the height of Vietnam War in 1967. He had to go anyway. His appeal to cancel his draft was rejected, and he was sent off to Vietnam. But because he played for the 1963 Dodgers, after they swept the Yankees in the World Series, he received a World Series ring that year, one of his prized possessions. He took it to Vietnam with him, put it in his footlocker, and went about his business. He, uh, he tells us that uh, he had some days where you know, he thought that was going to be his last day. He saw a lot of combat in Vietnam, and he said, you know, I was just kind of praying to God that uh, when I got hit, it was going to be in the head, and I wouldn't feel any pain. I would just be gone, and that would be it. And he really thought that he would never return home from Vietnam. He did survive. He was wounded, and he spent several months in various hospitals recovering and was sent back stateside. Eventually, when his footlocker came home to him, he searched through it, searched and searched and searched for that World Series ring, but it was gone. Now, we don't know what happened to it, but it didn't return home with him after the war. Fast forward 40 years to 2003. The Dodgers asked him to come out on Memorial Day and throw out a first pitch. And there he is at the mound. He throws a first pitch. He bounces it to the catcher. He was a little embarrassed by that. And then from the press box, 
Vince Scully says, now wait, wait, wait just a minute, Roy. And Roy's going through his mind. He's like, uh, I guess Vinny's going to ask me to throw it again. Well, that's great. I'll have another chance to throw a good pitch. But no, Vince says, as a member of the 1963 World Series champion Dodgers, we understand that your World Series championship ring was lost in Vietnam, and we want to return a championship ring to you now. So they brought out and presented him. Jim Tracy, the manager at the time, presented Roy Gleason with his 1963 World Series championship ring. And Roy's son tells us that, you know, along with his Purple Heart, his Bronze Star, and that World Series ring are some of his prized possessions. A beautiful story about an American hero, a former Dodger player, who will ever be batting a thousand in our hearts, one for one in his major league career. So just a really great feature that we did on Roy Gleason, who's in his 80s now, and he wasn't able to come out to the ballpark today, uh, but we hope he's doing well, and we wish him, we wish him all the best. And today, in honor of Memorial Day, we had a, a great band out in the center field plaza, as we do almost every day, live uh, musical entertainment out in the center field plaza. Just another reason for you to get here early to Dodger Stadium so you can join the party atmosphere from either DJs from Rose City Sound or various bands that we bring in from the community. In this case, it was the 562nd Air Force Pop Band, known as the Groove Guardians. And they were playing stuff from, like, Beyonce and Stevie Wonder and stuff like that. And it was cool to see them all out there rocking out in their fatigues. Interesting to see that they weren't wearing lids, as they call hats in the military. And, uh, you know, I'm told that, you know, whenever a military person is out outside, they need to have a, their lid on. So uh, maybe they got some kind of dispensation because they were, they were jamming out there. And they were pretty good. A fun band with a nice horn section and everything. Another cool thing we did in the pregame ceremony was a, a bike ride from a group called a group called Life Aid, which um, brings veterans from various wars together to do various social activities, helping people, you know, create a community of veterans in the area, and uh, you know, give people stuff to do and and ways to stay connected, active, and uh, engaged in the community. So they do various bike rides and other types of events and tonight they did a bike ride around the warning track here at Dodger Stadium and one of the members is a 99 year old former U.S. Navy submariner by the name of Bill Dillon and he was out here riding a bike it was a tandem bike a bicycle built for two uh, they made a couple trips around a couple trips around the warning track of the stadium here and uh, did an interview with Dave and PJ out there in center field he just wanted to thank everybody for their support and he was riding around tipping his cap and he looked uh, like he was on top of the world right there 99 years old and still on a bike and that's what a group like life aid can do for you to keep you engaged and uh, feeling good about things as uh, as we get older and you know whenever i see a world war ii veteran out here at dodger stadium i want to give them a special prayer and a special you know silent thank you because there's so few of the World War II veterans still with us today. And it's starting to look like that with some of the Vietnam veterans. So I'm really glad that we did uh, a lot of recognition for Vietnam veterans, which you'll hear about in just a minute. But throwing our honorary first pitch out tonight was a man named Henry Gluck, 
who's the chairman of the UCLA Health Systems Board of Directors, who's been very active in medical health in the community. In fact, his family made possible what's called a mobile stroke rescue program. And they created a mobile stroke unit to care for individuals who suffered a stroke. And it's basically a specially equipped ambulance that's designed to deliver stroke therapies to patients. In effect, bringing the hospital to the patient because, because time is the most critical factor in dealing with strokes. Every minute that passes without some kind of intervention um, can really lead to worse outcomes. So many lives are saved by the fact that they can bring this mobile stroke ambulance, basically, and treat people who've suffered from strokes, especially in areas that are medically underserved. So their mission is to really uh, create more of these mobile stroke units and uh, bring them out to areas that, that are medically underserved throughout Los Angeles. Henry Gluck was joined by his daughter Tracy and Dr. May Noor and Dr. Jeff Saver, who are leaders of UCLA's uh, stroke programs. And so Tracy actually threw out the honorary first pitch as her dad looked on very uh, proudly. So thanks to the Gluck family for all they do in uh, leading to better outcomes for stroke patients throughout Los Angeles and Southern California. And then we did a very special recognition of a group of Vietnam veterans from the 3rd Marine Division, 1st Battalion, 9th Marines. It's a combat infantry battalion of the Marine Corps. And this group, they enlisted in 1963, nicknamed by Los Angeles dignitaries as the L.A. Dodgers Platoon. And in 1965, the battalion received orders to deploy to Okinawa, Japan, um, and be prepared to be sent to Vietnam, which they were deployed to Vietnam shortly thereafter. And during the war, the unit got a different nickname, the Walking Dead, because of their high casualty rate. I mean, this battalion was engaged in combat for more than 47 months between 1965 and 1969. And the unit had a reputation for extraordinary heroism, outstanding performance of duty and action, and a few of the members of the battalion actually received the highest honor in the military can bestow, which is the Medal of Honor. And tonight we recognized a group of friends who went above and beyond the call of duty, some of them celebrating the 60-year anniversary of their enlistment. First Sergeant Raymond Del Rio, Sergeant Harry Andrews, Corporal Bill Inman, Sergeant John E. Miller, and Sergeant Victor Bonuelos. All members of 1st Battalion, 9th Marines, the Walking Dead, the LA Dodgers platoon, and the Dodgers proudly recognize them for their commitment to our country and their selfless service, their courage really an inspiration for us all, and a definitely great thing to celebrate on Memorial Day. Obviously Memorial Day recognized those who gave their lives in service to our country, but um, it's always good to remember those who are still with us, those who served our country and were able to get back home safely. And uh, they deserve our thanks and our gratitude and our loyalty. A lot of veterans came back from Vietnam, scarred by what they'd seen, and they got home to a country that didn't really welcome them. And one of the honorees, Sergeant Victor Banuelos, told us that he goes, we didn't get this kind of welcome when we returned from Vietnam back in the late 60s, early 70s. So it's really nice to get this kind of ovation and this kind of recognition here at Dodger Stadium tonight. We had a color guard came out from the 146th California Air National Guard presenting our nation's colors, and we did a moment of silence 
you know, because as we enjoy time with family and friends in the ballpark on Memorial Day, MLB and the Dodgers wanted to take a moment to pause and remember the brave men and women who made the ultimate sacrifice in service to our country. So we had a moment of silence, and then we introed the national anthem, sung by a retired Navy Chief Petty Officer, Kisa Souza, accompanied by Dodger Stadium organist Dieter Rule. She served in the U.S. Navy for 20 years and is now retired and is quite a singer. She sang the national anthem. For our ceremonial first pitch, to keep the military and Memorial Day theme going, was United States Army Chief Warrant Officer for Eduardo Ortega. He joined the U.S. Army in 1992, deployed to several countries, received awards and decorations, and he's actually scheduled to deploy to Kuwait next month with the 40th Infantry Division of the U.S. Army and will retire when he completes that deployment. So good luck. Congratulations to you, Chief Warrant Officer Ortega. And, boy, he, he fired in a strike. I'm telling you, man, he, he looked really good out there. Max Muncy came out to do the catching, even though he's got a little bit of a sore hamstring. But uh, Chief Warrant Officer Ortega looked like he's uh, done a little pitching in the past. And for the words that are recited before each and every Dodger game here at Dodger Stadium, we welcomed back all of our pregame military guests in a group with their families and kids and wives and so forth uh, to come out and say, it's time for Dodger baseball. So that was a really great way to round out the Military Appreciation Day, Memorial Day pregame ceremony. But we weren't done yet because, of course, we had our military hero of the game. United States Marine Corps First Sergeant Raymond Del Rio. Now, now, he was one of the guys that was honored before the game. He's from San Antonio, Texas, and he joined the Marine Reserves back in 1954 at the tender age of 16. By 1965, he'd served as a Corporal E3 at Skaggs Island, that's up in the Bay Area, and as a fire team leader for Delta Company, 1st Battalion, 4th Marines. He did go to Vietnam, as you heard, earlier in 1965 with the 1st Battalion, 9th Marines, the Walking Dead unit. Um, and then he returned for his second tour of duty in 1968 with Gulf Company, 2nd Battalion, 4th Marines. In 1969, he began a third tour of duty in Vietnam, but this time as a platoon sergeant. And during that time, he earned his fourth Purple Heart. That means he was wounded in battle four times. He was promoted to 1st Sergeant in 1975. He retired from the Marine Corps in 79 after 26 years of service, for which he's been highly decorated with the Bronze Star Medal with Valor, a Purple Heart with three gold stars, a Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal, and a Combat Action Ribbon with two gold stars. So 1st Sergeant Raymond Del Rio of the Walking Dead Platoon, the Dodgers, thank you for your service, sacrifice, and dedication to our country. And we trust that he had a great time at the ballpark tonight and was deservedly honored. And a rare treat for us here at Dodger Stadium. When, during the seventh inning stretch, we had a rendition of God Bless America, sung again by retired U.S. Navy Chief Petty Officer Kisa Souza. And uh, she sang God Bless America, which has become a rarity at ballparks these days, but on special nights like Memorial Day and Fourth of July, it's very appropriate, I think, to have uh, God Bless America sung in the seventh inning stretch. Uh, just a little a little tidbit for you. I, I used to have the honor of singing God Bless America in the seventh inning stretch when I would come out here to Dodger Stadium. On certain nights, they would do it um, a lot more often than we do it now, um, mostly for timing reasons and so forth. But uh, uh, I had the honor to 
sing God Bless America in the seventh inning stretch uh, several times uh, on Father's Day one time and uh, several other different games that are very memorable to me because sometimes when you sing the anthem here, uh, there's a very, you know, kind of a sparse crowd because people are still trying to get into the stadium, get into the ravine and so forth. But by the seventh inning, man, the house is rocking. And you look up and you see those stands full of 50,000 fans. And it's a real thrill to sing God Bless America in front of all those people. So the Dodgers win 6-1 to one in game one of this three-game series against the Washington Nationals. I should tell you that uh, tomorrow is Julio Urias City Connect jersey night. It's one of those blue Dodger jerseys that say Los Doyers on the front with Julio Urias's name and number. And uh, we've got some great giveaways coming up over the next uh, few days here at Dodger Stadium. So you're going to want to make your plans to be with us to, you know, take advantage of some of those great giveaways, such as the Julio Rios City Connect jersey. I mentioned that's on May the 30th, tomorrow. Then we got the Yankee series coming up on the 2nd through the 4th of June. You know, those games don't need too much in the way of uh, giveaways and things like that because uh, the Yankees are kind of a, a draw in themselves. But coming up, we have uh, Black Heritage Day here at Dodger Stadium. There's a special ticket package where you get this really cool uh, Mookie Betts jersey uh, for Black Heritage Day. Um, we're also going to have a Clayton Kershaw bobblehead coming up and a Will Smith bobblehead. So check out Dodgers.com slash promotions to find out a little bit more about those upcoming promotions and the dates and so forth for those. I don't have those in front of me, so I apologize that that uh, I'm going to make you go look for those on your own, especially if you want a Will Smith bobblehead, and I know I do, so I'm looking forward to that. The Dodgers score six runs in the fifth inning, all of them unearned on the strength of a two-RBI double from Freddie Freeman, extending his hitting streak to 18 games, and a three-run bomb by J.D. Martinez to uh, extend his hitting streak to 13 games. So the Dodgers kind of played possum for a little while, and then they blew up in the fifth inning and put the game away with some good relief pitching. Again, Bobby Miller, impressive again, throwing 100 miles an hour. He's got like a 90-mile-an-hour changeup, an 88-mile-an-hour slider, even threw a few curveballs in there for good measure to keep those hitters off balance. And as Dave Roberts said after the game, he was very impressed once again with Bobby Miller, he kind of compares him to Walker Bueller. And actually, Walker Bueller's actually compared Bobby Miller to himself by saying, you know, he's he's got a lot of, uh, of the same skills that I do, but he's uh, better than I was at that time. So, But Dave Roberts said that, you know, hey, big league hitters these days can time a bullet. So you can't just get in there and throw 100 miles an hour. you got to mix in some pitches, and Bobby Miller did just that, pitching really well into the sixth inning and getting the victory. He's 2-0 and on the season. So good for him, and I think we'll see him back out here against the Yankees on Sunday when his number comes up yet again. So we hope to see you out here at Dodger Stadium for this homestand, which resumes tomorrow, 7-10 p.m., game against the Nationals, followed by a 1-10 p.m. game on Wednesday. Thursday we've got off, and then the Yankees come to town with three games starting on Friday. That's a 7-10 p.m. game, and that'll feature some uh, uh, the Friday Night Light Show featuring fireworks. There's a 4-15 p.m. game on Saturday. That's probably going to be the Fox National Game of the Week. 
and then a 4:10 p.m. game on Sunday, and that's likely to be the ESPN Sunday night baseball game. So make your plans to join us out here at Dodger Stadium. This is going to be a great homestand, and we're looking forward to a real good time out here. And we need to have you with us. We need to have all you fans out here. That's going to do it for us for Dodgers homestand. I'm your host, Todd Lights, and we'll see you at the ballpark. Thank you for listening to Dodgers Homestand with stadium announcer Todd Lights, taking you behind the scenes at Chavez Ravine and giving you a bird's eye view of Dodgers baseball both on and off the field. Join us for our next episode, and if you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts.